Welcome back, everybody. This is Brad the Tarantula once again, and I'm here to tell you all about why I changed the logo for Shane's Sort of Serious Show. Well, as Brad the Tarantula, a guy who has a lot of familiarity with uh, various mongooses and others in that, that genre, like um, the weasel that used to be on the logo, and I... Um, was feeling triggered, offended, and just generally it was it was kicking off a lot of my anti-mongoose tendencies. I I, I would see myself uh, in the mirror and see some eyebrows, and I would be like, oh, "That looks kind of mongoose." Like I hate myself today, and I couldn't couldn't really go out anymore. Um, but yeah, so. Well, the logo is eventually going to change because I just completely picked a random picture of a rock. And you know what they say about rocks? Nothing. They've never said anything about rocks. Most people, except for trained geologists and uh, collectors, enthusiasts, and landscapers, don't, don't say anything about rocks on their day-to-day -day life. But I want to bring those up. I want to talk about rocks here and now. Now's the time. Call in. Drop me some gems. Minerals. And rocks. And make sure that um, when you do... Oh, I'm getting a call right now. Hold on. Let me pick up the line. Hello? Yes. My name is Gleb. Gleb, it's so nice to see you again. Are you are you for real in this space? In this town? Well, yeah, I'm for real in this town. I'm one of the main people who started this place and put the plumbing in. And that makes me the most important person. Gleb, it's, it's wonderful to see you back here. It, we've had so much activity since you left. There's been a couple of dudes um, walking around town with handkerchiefs. And we said, are those handkerchiefs? And they said, no, these are handkerchiefs. And they were brand new types of, oh my god, I've, I've seen those guys. One of them's name was Blamb. And the no, Gleb, I'm sorry. We gotta let you go. Bam. Oh, sorry, Gleb had to go. Um, yeah, but, uh, for the rest of you all, you all, it's a Glala Nation here. We're a Native American tribe who wants to talk about Native issues and Native plants and issues with Native plants. Does anybody else have issues with them? In my garden, I want to grow tropical plants, but these Natives keep coming in. I'm talking about foxgloves, lilies of the valley, and I'm trying to put in some begonias, but every time I put in a begonia, a sword fern pops up. Every time I try to put in some marigolds, you know what comes, comes up and knocks those marigolds out of place, knocks them straight into the neighbor's yard? I bet you can guess. 
a damn iris. Because they just pop. They just pop up so high. And I said, man, these th I don't even think these things is native. They look like things from Florida. These little irises. Why would anybody? They look like orchids. Why would they have that big old tongue? What are they doing here? And so, and they told me that they're native. And, uh, yeah, and candy flower keeps creeping along. And same with the buttercup. And, uh, you know, salal. But, uh, you know, who's to say what's native when all the continents were once one? And birds can fly across continents, you know? And what do birds eat? Berries. And what are berries? They're these little fruits that want you to eat them. Usually. They want, maybe want somebody to eat them. It's not like they have many other ways of dispersal. Um, the, you know, s slices of pine cone can splatter and and kind of catch some air, you know, and get on down the lane where there might be a break in where the sun gon' shine and the pine gon' grow and we gon' find pines in a mine and, but, bushes? You know, some bushes just got to put out some berries if they want to, you know, get it on in the plant world. You know, what else is going on with everybody? Um, I've taken a break from um, antisocial behavior for a little bit and trying to put my voice and my tendencies a little bit more out there. Because I gotta get good at presentations. Um, my my boss is having me do all kinds of activities lately. He's having me. He he come to, he came to me the other day. Hey J, hey um, Brad, would you would you cut out these monkey monkey pictures of monkeys for me and hang them on my wall? And I <laughs> I said that's a fun activity, boss. Thanks. He says, well, it's fun for now, but. You just wait until the third quarter when it starts becoming really serious. And I, I thought, oh, he's just joking around. That The third quarter came, and I was doing nothing but plucking monkey tails out of my hair when I got home for 15 weeks. And I don't even know if quarters last that long. Man, it was rough. But I, I know what I'm doing. I'm a guy who reads a lot of papers, who takes chances when it comes to, you know, delivering the material to everyone, um, because I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle of a lot of people. I've got people on my left, I've got people on my right, and I've got hobos taking center stage in my life. Hobos. The guys with the little sacks and the little extra the little bit of long lips their lips get extra long because of their they have a nice um um some nice peach fuzz that kind of extends their lips and you know each hobo has its own unique and entirely different um skill and so they come into my house one guy can juggle and I'm like that's fine the other guy can tell stories throughout the night, um, regale us all with 
facts of of life on the train tracks and on in different towns that you never heard of. This one hobo said I was I'm part of the I'm part of um he said he's from I'm from Compton and I said never heard of it. And he said that's cuz the train don't run from here to there and we're never going to get a train unless unless you help me. And so he's the guy who he's always asking for help. That's what he's good at. Um, and, you know, I want to talk about the next three hobos in a minute when I get back to them. But just know that as these hobos come into my house, I improve their lives. I give them food, clothing, and purpose. And when they leave my house, they're doing better than they were. And you can't call them hobos anymore. I'm, I'm running a little factory. It's a... It's like a machine. It's a dehobonizer. Um, hobo spiders came into my house. They came out when they left. They were just regular spiders. This is what I do. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to scale this so that I can help a lot of cities uh, with their hobo crisis. Not the homeless crisis. There's nothing I can do about the homeless crisis because if you're homeless, your kids aren't gonna see you much. Um, but if you're hobo. You got a rucksack, you got a field bag, and your field bag's full of hammers and other things you might need to pull railroad ties. Um, then, and you know, you call people cousin, and you say, "Cousin, what are you? What are we doing here? What are we gonna? Where are we gonna sleep tonight?" And I said, "In the train. That's where we're gonna sleep. Cause we're trainers. We train. We train hard." Okay, we train real hard in in the, in this place. So, yeah, the hobos come into my house. They're training. They're getting their devices all charged up, and um, their Kindles re refactored. The code we actually go into the code on their Kindles and add a little bit more intelligence to that code, <laughs> so that when they're on the train, boop, chuk 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 chuk. It's late at night. They're going through um, curvaceous little areas along mountainsides and rivers. And that steam is pouring in. And their Kindles are losing charge because there's no USB ports. We use the motion of the train. We actually hack the Kindle, the Amazon Kindle, to... Use the motion of the kachukachuk and the coal-powered kachukachuk and the everything else associated with the waggling of the the when the different train cars are kind of sliding next to each other. We've used that motion to help power their Kindle, and we've got and some hobos have come back to me saying, "I've had a bit of extra life on my Kindle." I thank you. Young kind sir, you've made us made us so great, and yeah, so that's a beautiful thing. And um, I I plan to expand my resources around hobos to include um, different anti-hobalizers. So stay tuned because you never know. But when I was telling you that I'm a guy who reads papers, think about it. 
I don't use the Kindles that I hack. I print out the books from Kindle on a printer and read the paper. It's so simple. I don't, because I don't, I'm not going to use an extra Kindle that a hobo might need, people. It's, um, plus, all there is is hacked, and they actually only run on, you know, when you have a train-powered system at this point. I mean, what else is good? We we didn't really talk about, like, why why there's hobos in the first place and how we get to the actual root of the issue. Because that goes deep. That goes back to at least 1992 when Jeff Bezos first thought he might visit the Amazon rainforest. He had this stupid little idea. He goes, he's thinking... He was sitting there, just sitting, thinking about the Amazon and Manaus. And he's like, if I can get to Manaus, Manau, then I could take a little boat upriver um, all the way to Peru. I could do that. And he had this crazy idea. Like he could go all the way to Peru on a little boat. And um, he met some people along the way. There were some tribes that were there um, who greeted. They greeted him warmly because they know this is Jeff Bezos we're talking about here. He's going to be the richest man in the world. We're not going to. We're not going to throw him no weak ass baby shower. You know, we're going to throw him a bomb baby shower. And he thought, I don't, I don't even have babies, you know, but they threw this dope baby shower for him, um, putting on, you know, got him gifts, got him a rice cooker. And, um, they're like, they were so cool cause they're so uncontacted. And he was, he, he promised them guys, when I get to Peru and I shave my head and I do a hundred pushups, and I log on to the internet, and I, I'm going to sell Kindles, okay? And you guys are going to be the first to have them. Wow, they thought. Wow, Mr. Bezos, you are a titan of industry. We want Kindles now. Give them now. Give me those Kindles now. Give them stir. And they threw spears at him. And he's running up upstream. He got hit by one spear. Bam. Right in the bones. And then bam. Right in the nooks. And then he got bammed. He got, he got, his boat got spurred. <sighs> I thought, how am I going to get to Peru now? And they were sitting in the back of the boat. <laughs> Shouting, Kindle, 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 Kindle. And he said, I'm going to make sure people like you who don't have homes never get Kindles. And so that's what started the hobo. The hobo actually evolved out of an uncontacted tribe in the Amazon. Jeff, the wise guy that he was, he was able to squeak out of there. Pretended he was a caiman, 
because he kind of looks like one in a in a certain universe i could see mr bezos looking like a like a caiman and um swam out they didn't know what to do they took his boat he still made it to peru and luckily peru is directly in line with seattle so all he had to do was look at a map go straight up and he was in seattle Peru is like the, uh, the Washington of South America. And um, La Paz is the Seattle of Peru. But that's because there used to be a whole Peruvian empire, and Bolivia is now inside that. Bolivia is an illegitimate state. Um, yeah, a, a lot of work goes into building Amazon from the ground up and keeping hobos out of the kindle sphere and that's why we have this hobo crisis that's why we're not going to get any less hobos in in these in these cities that's why seattle has far more hobos than everybody else because they're going we want kindles we want and i'm not talking about homeless people all right that's a completely different thing a hobo is like a tramp a tramp is somebody who goes from place to place without a job but they find a job a hobo doesn't go it goes from place to place but he doesn't even look for a job his mind's on them kindles you know and so that's the secret to my empire my dehobalizer i bring him in i convince them they needed they should look for jobs they Leave my house, and they're tramps. They tramp around town. And they go, I'm going to coal mine one day. And they go, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna hunt um, wildebeest the other day. And then, uh, and then the, the third hobo, so that was the, the next two hobos. The third hobo I never talked about became a professor of chores at... University of Arendale. It's the campus is amazing. He sends me pictures every day <laughs> because he. You you guys don't even want you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know what kind of pictures this guy sends me. You don't even want to see these pictures. They're disgusting. It's him. It's his face. It's his body. But the campus behind it is beautiful. I, I just. I think we could stand to start classifying these hobos as more tramps if they're looking for jobs. People looking for jobs, a bum ain't a hobo, a bum ain't looking for no job, a bum ain't even tramping around, and a bum ain't even hobin. Hobo spiders are moving spiders that have moving companies attached to their thorax. And those things, you know, they, um, the, the, most of the spiders in my house, they get reviewed by this special spider scientist who comes in. His name's, his name's Joe, but I didn't want to tell you guys that because he's so cute. He just, like, tickles spiders and calls them his little lovey-doveys and stuff. Uh, and he, his efficiency improves almost on a daily basis as far as tickling goes. 
He can calculate the number of spiders from zero to one in about four seconds in his mind. And that tells you about how, how much of a quality spider that is. And he ranks them like one by one. He'll put all the top spiders at the America's top spiders right next to America's least top spiders. And then after that is China's least top spiders. It's hilarious. You should see this guy perform. <laughs> he, he's so funny. Um, he, but he'll, he'll handpick his spiders. And that's, that's how he knows the top ones. Because he, you know, he's, it's not like he's collecting random spiders. Like, like he has some kind of, uh, big, um, funnel, you know, and just, he'll just take anything. No, no, no. He wants to discover them in the wild, under, sh under, um, sheep, like a sheeping sleep, a, she a sleeping sheep, you flip it over, you know, or, um, if there's a bunch of basket weaving people and they put all their basket weaving trash in one spot, he'll kick through that trash, like, get the hell out of here, this is my spider area, I'm looking for some, and the basket weavers scatter, and he just, he tries to get spiders out of it, um, and he's always looking for the new spider, you know, now that he has 1.5 million spiders in his system and he's ranked them from America's top to China's least, he, he's, he's waiting for new spiders to come out because once he has, once new spiders get discovered and this guy gets a hold of them, his ranking is going to be screwed up, but he's prepared. Okay. That's just the hard, that's the hard work he got into. He's a, he counts them leg by leg. And, you know, if he ever gets to the point where 65, 70 million spiders um, become part of, part of his system, you know, and he can't, he doesn't know every type that has come in, he'll, he'll ask me, I'm his boy for that kind of thing. You think, I'm just going to mess around, I'm going to, like, I'm going to use the National Geographic. I'm going to use the Audubon Society field guide to spiders to look up exactly what he, what, what's missing. Because I know, I got these books nobody else got, got them on Kindle, I printed them off, and I read them. I told you, I read papers. This is the papers I'm talking about, everyone. So... I built a I built an X-ray, okay. I read enough of these spider books to build an X-ray to be able to just scan the room and surveil for different spiders doing different things. Oh, this spider's talking crap to his wife. Oh, this spider's getting this spider's getting his chili recipe all fucked up. Oh, he he's spilling he's spilling chili on the recipe and now he won't even be able to read the number of tablespoons of cumin to put it in that chili next time. And then this spider's just building a web. What an idiot. And then uh oh gosh, this spider's just getting bull getting bullied by a bunch of punks. Let's get him out of here. So I save a couple spiders, I, I bring him back to this dude, and he He says, Man, this is why you're 
you're the best spider. You're, you're the spider king. I don't, you know, and he, he crowns me spider king. Spider-Man walked into the room, punched us all. It sucked. Because, you know, it's embarrassing for people like us to get punched by Spider-Man. So, well, what do we have to do next? Just, we want to get the word out there. So, anybody can put in their spider-related things, whatever. They got... They got their own writings about spiders. Just crumple up that piece of paper, put it into our um, our X-ray gun. We'll spit back the information to you. And we think we're better than everyone else at this because nobody else does this kind of crap. You know, nobody else put has the passion in their whole lives. And that's why I want to say, you know, my name's Brad, and don't compare me to others. Because I've had parents. I've had my parents trapped in spider webs for my whole life. And they don't seem to mind. But I tell them to get out. And this is metaphorical, okay? I'm telling everyone. I'm a deep, deep, deep metaphor for a person. But I'm effective. In the future... It's going to be mine and the Spider Kings. And when you see one hanging from your ceiling, think, damn, I don't want to get punched by Spider-Man again, right? Not in the face, at least. Not in the face, because I'll probably put my hands up like this. Like that little emoji. And try not to get knocked out. But there's, there's tools for us like that. That help us with that now. So pray for us. Let's go. Get everybody. Get dressed. Have a great day. I hope you don't mind me changing the um, logo art for this podcast every few weeks so that it confuses you and has no consistency, and your phone gets filled up with a bunch of weird podcasts um, that seem to be the same one. I hope you don't mind that, because if you do, this show is not for you, and you better phone it in, brother, and I want you all to thank me for what I do, which is nothing. Bye.